Hello and welcome to The Art Podcast. My name's Tom Cox and on today's episode I speak with Martin Grover, a South London painter and printmaker whose witty and accomplished artworks are ever-present on the London art scene. We talk about his time at the Royal Academy in the late 80s, his early days setting out as an art grad and how his best paintings are always yet to come. Martin's candid manner and poetic use of narrative come across beautifully in this conversation as we uncover some of the tools and inspirations which have allowed him, as he puts it, to find the beauty in the mundane. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did making it. All right, let's get this going. So, okay. hi Martin, thank hi. you for joining me today. Uh, morning Tom, yeah, no problem, yeah, lovely yeah. to be here. So I've got South London legend Martin Grover here. <laughs> um, Martin has been on the art scene for a, a good old while now. Um, and uh, he's very well known amongst the artists of South London um, and, and further afield, I'd say, as well. Um, so welcome, Martin. Uh, thank you very much. That's a lovely introduction. <laughs> Never been referred to as a legend before, but I, <laughs> I, I totally disagree with that, but I'll, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, Martin, you're a, um, a screen printer, a painter, uh, a sculptor. Um, yeah, the you, stops, uh. yeah, yes, the, the, yeah, the, the, the bus stops are 3D, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I can I can add sculpture to the to the CV. So you've got quite a broad um, approach to the way that you make your art. What would you say is the sort of central part of of your practice? I, I would say that the central part is is probably the kind of narrative, kind of illustrative, um, illustrative uh, pieces I do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I see as the kind of ser- serious sort of part of my of my work. It, not that the other stuff isn't se- serious, but they they be- there's kind of a lot of peripheral work that I've, that I've done because this is such a kind of a weird sort of journey as an artist, a sort of bit of an odyssey. And especially if you're if I I, I don't do any other work now, so so mm. I have to kind of make uh, make a living at it. Right. Um, so I've found a way of of doing these other peripheral things like the record portrait sort of paintings and the South London Procrastination Club sort of series of prints. So those kind of like stay, they, they, they're my stabilizers that mm-hmm. allow me to do the other stuff that perhaps isn't so, so sellable or, or takes longer and is more expensive. So let's go back um, a bit earlier in your life. Well, a lot earlier in your life. <laughs> At what age did you sort of realize that you wanted to become an artist? I, I, I can't I don't think there was a there was a specific time that I thought I, 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 I'm going to become an artist I just I just went through school always kind of loving art always being fairly good at it um, and it was kind of one of the only subjects that you would do outside of the school curriculum mm. so you'd, you I'd always be painting at home in my room um, and it just and I, but I never I never kind of thought uh, I'm or no one ever really explained to me that uh, what you you could have a career as an artist. So you just go through school, and it got to the careers uh, advice, which was very basic back in back in my day. And they said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I want to do something connected to art." And they said, "Oh, well, yeah, but what happens if you can't do that?" You know. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I I don't know. I'll just go and work in a bank." I didn't have. I, I, and that wouldn't have been good because my maths was terrible. But <laughs> so I didn't have a plan B. But yeah. my plan A to be to do something in art wasn't very kind of formulated. Mm. 
not until I went, I did, I did A-levels and then, then I applied for foundation. Mm-hmm. But all the time I was told, um, oh, your work's very graphic. You'll probably do, you know, go on to do graphics. Mm. But once I'd got onto foundation course, a foundation course, and you kind of get shown all the other disciplines. Yeah. I thought, uh, graphics was fine, but I thought, I, I like this fine art. I like this idea that you just go in and do kind of what you want. Yeah, and you do. You, you you set your own agenda. Yeah, and that's kind of the difference, isn't it? Yeah, like oh, graphic yeah. is more doing someone else's agenda. Yes, and, yeah. and there's a lot more back yeah. and forth. But the fine art path is a lot more. Yeah. No, nah, I'm just going to do this for myself. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, so as I say, I'd be, I'd be, I, I was, my work was still very sort of graphic in 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 the sort of sense of a sort of genre. But um, uh, but I, as I say, I just I just thought. Well, I, and I wasn't put off by the idea that um, most fine artists don't make a living. Yeah. I, managed, I kept that from my dad at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wanted to know what fine art was. I said, oh, it's, 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 it's just what it says, Dad. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. very fine art. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were born and raised in, in Carshalton Beaches? I, I was born at home in Carshalton Beaches, oh, yeah. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, yeah and, uh, and then went to... Went to Carshorton Beaches Primary School, yeah. and then secondary school was <coughs> the, Carsh- the the primary school was a lovely kind of nurturing sort of environment. And then I went to Carshorton High School for Boys, which was kind of like some Dickensian sort of workhouse kind of. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was quite a shock to the system. Wow. You know? Okay, yeah. so lots of discipline. Well, well, <laughs> well, yeah, it was more just sort of, it was just sort of chaos, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was, there was ill discipline, discipline, it was, it was, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a bit of an eye opener. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so you went on to study your foundation and then yeah. after your foundation, what was the next step? Did you continue your studies? Yes, yeah, so from, I did a foundation at Croydon uh, Art College, which is fantastic. And then uh, I applied to Trent Polytechnic. Uh, as it was then, it's now part of uh, Nottingham University. So I did a I did a fine art degree there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, what was your experience like then? That was oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, I had a terrific time because it, it took me a while to find a course that I was really happy applying to. I, I, I looked at quite a few places, sort of Bristol, Bath, Birmingham, and there um St Martins, and and they're, they're all they're all good, but they they all kind of followed quite a sort of house, or I felt like they had a quite a house style. Okay, and I, I, I felt like I wanted somewhere where you weren't. They weren't going to be too prescriptive. Yeah, you know they were open. And and when I went to Nottingham to Trent Polytechnic, it was fantastic because there were people working in all sorts of sort of genre. You know, abstract, figurative, sculpture, yeah. and and they let you kind of move between the disciplines. Mm. So you could do etching. You could do. You could go and do fashion if you you know stated your case well enough. Yeah. Uh, so it was an incredibly sort of free environment. Is it really good? good course yeah that's really interesting because there's a lot of universities which are you know quite prescriptive like you said like um i remember when i was in my foundation i had a teacher who really wanted me to do minimalism (laughs) and it it just really wasn't my style if anyone knows my the kind of stuff that i like to make it's it's not minimalist no um so that can be quite challenging so you you made sure to go to a place that that wasn't going to do that to you basically yes yeah yeah i mean you had to you had to sort of you know, say why you're doing what you're doing and, and, and what have you. But that, but they but they were they were incredibly yeah encouraging. And because mm. I because you look at the history of art and and artists move around. You know, some of the, the sort of great artists move between different disciplines and they they do you know they go from ceramics to etching. Mm. And it just it just felt like you wanted to be an environment where that was encouraged rather than discouraged. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
Uh, and so then after this, you entered into the uh, Royal Academy schools. Yeah. Uh, or the, was it Royal Academy? Yeah, Royal Academy Royal schools. Is, Royal yeah, Academy. yeah. Yeah. So I was really lucky to um, to get in get in there. I mean, I, I didn't apply to any other um, uh, MAs. And I, I, I think it was only because someone from the previous year at Trent had, was 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 studying there and she and she knew she knew my work she said i think you should apply mm. um and i said so this is a, a master's course <coughs> or yeah it was, yeah. A, it was an ma so um so i applied without thinking i would, I would get in because uh, um and and i and i did and that yeah. was that was amazing because that was another three years yeah um uh, so and so this was in sort of mid 80s this or? was yeah i left trent at 84 so so the royal academy was 84 to 87 so and uh, how did you find the sort of the, the teaching environment the learning environment when you were doing that course yeah how, how did that differ you know going it, to well it was it, it was much more kind of laid laid back in in a way which is great and the 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 the, the teaching was much of a more of a kind of backseat thing they they kind of let me really get on with what they just provided a space for three years obviously yeah. there was <coughs> there, there was uh there, there were lots of tutors sort of floating around but you kind of you could almost if you felt like it avoid them and <laughs> just, crack <laughs> and just crack on so i i used to sort of weirdly i uh, i had a space there but i would do a lot of painting at home and then i would use they had very basic um screen printing um facilities there but so because I'd always quite like screen printing. Yeah. So so I just went in there, did my screen printing and then and then sort of did my painting. And then would, I would bring paintings in for, for crits. So I guess like you'd done uh, your foundation, you'd done yeah. your degree and you'd done a th it was a three year MA. Yeah, so yeah. It's three, quite yeah. a long time in oh, education. So you it's must have years. been, <laughs> I mean, what, mid 20s by the time uh, you were out? Yeah, because I would have been, gosh, yeah, what would I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but I would have been, so it's, uh, it was 19, so it's 22. Yeah, so I probably would have been 24, 20, 25, yeah. 24, 25. Yeah. So what was it like going <laughs> from, I mean, this is always like the, you know, everyone leaving art school was like going off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. What, what was that reality for you once you finally left the sort of uh, educational establishment? Yeah, yeah. Once you left that sort of little, like nurturing sort of thing. Uh, the cocoon. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, it was, yeah, it wasn't quite sort of going off the edge of thing, but, but it, when you look back on it, it's so strange that after seven years, you, you, there's no, and this is down to me as much as, um, <coughs> I'm, I'm not criticizing the, the tutor or anything, but there was no, there was no kind of, <laughs> there was no plan. Mm. Uh, there still isn't really. And so it was kind of like, oh, okay. I'd already got a part-time job. And so I, I was kind of supplemented. I supplemented, you know, carrying on my art, but but I didn't really have a grand sort of vision as about what uh, I hadn't. There were no no galleries that kind of come in and go, oh, we want to take you up. So, so you were kind of left to your own devices, mm. and my own devices <laughs> were not uh, not great. And and I, th I, I th it was a friend who um, kind of organised my first show for me in a disused uh, hairdressers in Newham. Okay. Um, uh, which was really what then I thought. Okay, this is the this is the kind of blueprint. You can you you kind of have you can have a part time job or, or a job to sort of, and then in you know in the evenings at weekends you you find you find yourself a studio space. You paint and then you have sort of shows and that yeah. and and just and I didn't really have any other plan other than that. I did, it wasn't like I thought that was going to work, but yeah. that yeah it, it was uh, just like this is this is what i need to do yes without yeah, necessarily yeah. having a, a long <coughs> sort of strategic thinking no about no it, it was like, just like i'm just yeah. going to carry on painting at that age you don't you don't you're not 
well I wasn't I wasn't yeah. pro- projected into the future no. too much it was um it was just it was just okay uh, all right well I'll just carry it and and you know and all your mates from that sort of world who are in that sort of world were doing similar things some yeah. were with you know what you call proper galleries but they were still having to make ends meet mm-hmm. um so uh so I'm my first I'm just trying to think when my first studio was my first proper studio after that after after using your sort of bedroom would have been down on um sort of east uh not east place that's where i am now um uh oh sorry hang on i'm just like this is what's the road that goes from elephant to camberwell a mate of mine had got a big commission to to, to uh a sculpture commission so he rented a, a railway arch Okay. And and so I, I he said oh you can come and sort of use a corner of that mm. so 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 I did that for a few years, and uh, and then and then and then I I I I'd sort of then I got in with an Acme sort of uh, uh, you know Acme Studios yeah so Acme Studios is a it's quite a large studio yeah yeah very famous yeah one of the artists. first sort of things yeah. to sort of um, it's it's kind of like a house association but they yeah. deal more with kind of artists sort of studios yeah some of them are kind of live workspaces so i was really lucky to sort of get in through the back door there and then become a bona fide kind of member uh have a space in acme so yeah so you from there you went on and you you eventually got your studio in uh in west norwood which is yes where you still are today well yeah i've, I've moved i'm still in west norwood ba- yeah. basically yeah so I, I had an acme studio after the um the, the studio in Elephant, I moved to one in Brixton. With okay. the Acme had a studio in Brixton. Yeah. Um, and then they managed to sort of lose that building. So we got we got kicked out of there. And then luckily, someone uh, another building became available in West Norwood. Uh, so had a studio there for 25 years. But then yeah. they managed to lose that. They're very careless sometimes, Acme. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, 25 <laughs> years isn't bad. Uh, uh, it's, in, no, in terms look, of the tell you what, yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah. And, it, and it was it was, it was was a really nice studio. So, um, uh, so no, I'm, I'm, I know that because uh, so many artists, uh, yeah, especially yeah. now, struggling, there's just no no space yeah. around. Yeah, the studio, the cost of studio, yeah, it's, 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 it's ludicrous, yeah. you know, and it's... it's it's like you've just come out of this degree that hasn't really taught you much about how to make money. And then oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then you've got to work a part-time job, which, you know, like it's not a job that you've, ne- like someone else who's gone to uni and paid, yes. like trained to get a job that pays them. Yes, yeah. You know, it's just any old part-time job you of can course, get. yeah. And then uh, you've got to use that money to pay for your studio and yes, your house. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. a tough life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Well, yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to be kind of in it. You've got yeah. to be dedicated to, to the, to the mm. calls, as it were. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, I I, I, I kind of always say I've, I've I'm so far down sort of shit creek now, <laughs> with no power. I can't sort of turn back even if I wanted to because I'm, yeah. I'm unemployable. Yeah. Uh, so I have to sort of make this. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, I have to Keep make going. it work. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, you have been all your life, so don't well, see, yeah, well, don't yeah. See that changing yeah, anytime yeah, no, soon. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. So. Um. So let's going back a bit. Then you were saying that like when you left your 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 friend put on a uh, an exhibition in in a hairdresser's uh, yeah. just hairdresser. Yeah. Um. So one of my questions is like, h- how much do you like to lean on galleries, and how much are you a self starter when it comes to sort of the organisation and promotion of your work and your exhibitions. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 it would be lovely to have a, uh, have a, have a, you know, have got in with a gallery that that um, that you felt kind of really looked after you and promoted your work and sold your work. But that never quite happened, and I never, I never, I, and I, at the same time, I never really pursued it. 
Mm. So I've sort of gone down a route of of uh, I do show in in galleries, but but a lot of my shows are kind of self self funded and they're mm -hmm. just in spaces that you can hire. Yeah. Um. And 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 as I say, and, and I, I I show so I, I I'll do I do kind of market stalls. Uh. And then I I do sort of art fairs. Um. So it's just. Uh, like I say, there, there's been no sort of blueprint. So I'm, you're kind of making it up as you go along. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's uh, I, it's so sort of varied what I do. Mm. But it, uh, but it sort of works. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it has done. Yeah. Um, but but there's it's well you know what it's like. There's there, there's no certainty to any yeah. of it. Yeah. And there's uh, no one like like correct path. No. You know, it's just there are there are many options in which you can promote yourself and. Um, it's going down the the, the self-promotional route which kind of everyone has to do yeah. really even to get on the radar of a gallery yes yeah um is fantastic and you're always going to fall back on that because yeah. you know you might be with a gallery for a bit and they close down yeah or oh, yeah. you might be with you know whatever you know yeah. things change but you're always going to have to come back on being self-sufficient as an yes. artist and uh and also there's a, there's a great camaraderie in that as well because you're mm you're reaching out to other artists that you like yeah. and you're saying hey do you want to yeah do you want to do you want to collaborate do you want to do an exhibition together and you make great friendships over it um which i think if it was you know just the gallery handling your work i'm sure you'd have great relationships with them but yes you'd it would be more hands-off yeah you know um you're not down in the trenches <laughs> no, no 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 exactly and and because for a while there was there was a gallery in Campbell called the GX gallery yes um, and I and I did I did show with show show with them for quite a while and mm. and I had a in the sort of early it was probably I think I started showing with them about sort of 2004 or 2005 mm -hmm. and I, I had a couple of really good shows and I thought yeah. oh the, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think, I hope I didn't think, oh, I've, I've kind of, I've cracked it. Yeah. But it did feel like, okay, this, this, this could, could work, you yeah. know, this could work on this sort of thing where you have one gallery mainly sort of yeah. dealing with your work. But, um, but that all kind of got the part, the carpet sort of got pulled, the rug got pulled from under me a bit by the, the, the sort of crash in 2008. And so the gallery, right. it was it like all these things, they're, 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 they're sort of, castles made of sand you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it, it, and and also the the owner was was starting to sort of dictate to me what to paint and and yeah. and i i sort of bristle with that a bit because mm. i'm thinking and then and then he's going oh and then you so you, you spend three months on a painting and then and then you put a price in and he says and then they take 50 percent. he says oh i don't think mm. we can sell it for that and you're yeah. thinking well i you know if i if i put any less on it I'm I'm sort of devaluing my my skill and the amount of time I put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, So I started to I, I, yeah. So that was when I sort of thought, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down this route. Mm. I'm not gonna rely on on this one, it's one a, gallery. It's a tough. I'm, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I, I had a similar experience um, with a gallery in in Notting Hill, uh, uh, okay. and I was doing my city scenes, and then yeah. And then they asked me, uh, I started doing mountains and they said, no, 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 we just want your cities. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was a similar thing. Uh, now that I've got a gallery, I can see how it works on the other side because you yeah. want also some, some sort of consistency. Yeah. So I totally get it, you know, but, yeah. I, but I also get the artist side. You want to be free and you don't really want to be told no, what to do. No. Um, they're always going to, the gallery is always going to look at it with what they perceive to be the best commercial decision. Yeah. But that is not always the same thing as expressing your creativity, is it? <laughs> no, no, of course. And I always think it's it's just like that. That, but 
I, I, and I and, and like I say, you, you, your shoes on the other foot for now. But but also, but you like you say, you know that the artists might come up with something. You know, okay, so they're mm. not going to do cities anymore. They might not do mountains. They might do something else. They don't know what the really what the public's going to go for. They don't. And, and in the way that you know, is the record mm. companies are the same with musicians. They yeah. they they get a formula, and then it's just like we can't. They yeah, get but scared the best of art, leaving the, best the formula. Art comes out of people breaking that formula. Yeah, but also some of the most you know commercial art comes out of people breaking that formula and mm -hmm. then the public going i love going that nuts. Yeah. And, and and if you'd stuck so it's it's a, it's, it's, a it's weird. sort of like uh it, by breaking <laughs> the formula it's high risk high reward yeah you know oh yeah no and i'm sure people <laughs> like keeping to the formula is like low risk but at least there's some profits trickling in like, well there is but i also, guess it's but, yeah, but, but also in the end it that, goes that, that formula it. just might yeah. it just get so sort of weakened or and saturated sort of, yeah, as well so, so yeah. bland yeah that it's kind of people just go i'm not going to buy that just because i've seen that I've seen five million, million times, times yeah. You know? yeah 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 show me definitely. something new so definitely. so it's a it's a strange thing that people that, that, that those people don't see, you know, yeah. don't don't kind of embrace that and go, yeah. wow, this is exciting. This is really exciting what you're doing. Yeah. We probably can't sell it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It <laughs> uh, it's a tough, it's a tough old world. And I, I think, you know, on the, on the, on the gallery side of things as well, it's a passion project for everyone mm. in the industry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's really making like, you know, and no one's in it, in it to make absolute bank. Like then, you know, you go work in investment banking or something yes, else. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I think it's a passion project <clears throat> all, all round you know mm. um so we've we've covered a bit of uh, of your life and and yeah. and how you've you've got to where you are um we haven't talked much about your work so <laughs> so why don't we talk uh, go going back to the start why don't we go into your work um i've got a question yeah go on what purpose does art service in your life Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big, big old that's question. That's a big old question to start <laughs> off with, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it, 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 you know, and and I'll, I'll give some sort of bland cliche, but it, it, the art sort of is it is my life. Is yeah. is with without it, uh, I, I don't feel kind of like a, uh, I don't feel kind of complete. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it drives me mad, and yeah. um, but but it, I think from a, from a young age that I just I took. And I, t I take great sort of solace in 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 painting, even if it's <laughs> going wrong. So yeah, I, I, and it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's I, I don't think I was bought, you know, in a way that you look at, you know, for want of a better artist, Van Gogh, whose whole being was was art. Now I'm not like, I'm not like that. I, it's not like that sort of intensity, but it's just something that I was I was okay at. And, and I've continued to be okay at it. And, and I've... <laughs> I'll say and, a bit and more than okay. <laughs> and, and as I say, I, I, yeah, it, it just gives me great pleasure. And, mm. and so to do something that you kind of love doing and to be able to sort of make a living out of it, I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. And, I, I, you know, I don't, sometimes you do take that slightly for granted. I don't know I do, but... I, and that's why I say I'm only, I couldn't go and do anything else now. Mm. Um, I mean, I did... You know, I've always had part-time jobs and what have you, but... Yeah, so I don't know if that really answers your question. No, well, but <laughs> I think it's a good enough. Um, right, so I've gone off track as well. Yeah. Let's go back to the art. So you've yeah. got a number of different series in your work. Mm. Um, so you've got the, the records. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the record series. Okay, well, <coughs> weirdly, the, the records is, is, is something that when I was at school, as I mentioned before, it, the, our, our, the school was quite a sort of rough school. And so the... the um, 
the art classes were were quite anarchic, and because I yeah. liked art, I didn't, I wasn't sort of playing up too much. I was just getting on. They, the teachers kind of let you sort of do whatever you wanted because they yeah. were trying to control a Benny Wright. So a lot of the time, I don't know whether it's the same for you, but um, but people were just copying album covers and uh, because you were getting into music. So I started sort of copying album covers and music-related things from quite an early age. Okay. Or that was part of, that was almost like a sort of training in a way. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, in a way, was that sort of like, um, I don't know, making that sort of poster art. You're like, you know, sort yeah. of your idols, of the things that yes. you're actually fascinated in yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah. And, and because you've got that skill of sort of being able to copy things and... That that also got you a bit of a bit of kudos with your mates, you know. Yeah. You said, oh, can you draw me so and so? And you know, and I was really into sort of rock, sort of Led Zeppelin and Thin Lizzy. So I do murals on my wall at home of all the kind of album covers. So it's kind of good. But your mates would go, "Wow, wow, that's cool. Can you do something for me?" So yeah. it was there was that sort of whole aspect to it. But anyway, I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm going back to the beginning. But then that was that was sort of where it sort of started but then it was kind of weird to come back sort of i don't know sort of about 15 years later to sort of painting old singles that was just a commission it was just a one off commission okay to begin with yeah uh and because i used to do i like all my little sort of sidelines the one of the things i did was i i took old um second hand shirts and ties and then painted them very realistically and put them in a box like the sort of shirt and ties you get in in sort of upmarket <laughs> right uh, yeah. sort of sh- you know uh clothes shops yeah and but they were sort of you know uh what do you call it trump loyal sort of paintings yeah so i i used to do those as a little kind of just a little sort of gimmicky thing and they were quite popular and someone said I, re- I really like these could you do the same with some of my old singles okay so i said yeah great and he he was from liverpool so he's a massive sort of beatles fan mm-hmm. he liked so he gave me four kind of seminal singles from his youth yeah and so I painted those for sort of separately, kind of life size, and 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 I was thinking, oh, these 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 look. Good. He loved them, he, yeah. And, he, he, and I, so I just sort of thought, well, I I'd, I'd always collected singles, yeah. So I just thought I'm just going to carry on doing these. Yeah, so that's yeah. how the kind of whole sort of painting, it's, painting old records. Was it's born. interesting how uh, just. A little, a brief set from the outside can just yes. set you on a track. Oh yeah, and and you know you <clears throat> had no idea what it was going to look like, but it's just boom. There you go, a whole new series was born. Yes. Like oh yeah, and it's yeah. become a, a a lovely kind of sideline, you know. Mm. Um, and they and there again, it's it, 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 if if ever I'm in a sort of bit of a sort of loose end, I I, I can just turn to because they're so. They're, they're again they're kind of formulaic I, yeah, yeah you know you're not really challenging yourself in any great way it, it's yeah. but i was treat i say they're like still lives you yeah know, they're they're very flat still lives yeah uh so, it, so it's a way of just doing something. some work yeah and feeling a bit better about yourself but then try before you do the stuff that you're not sure what yeah what, what <laughs> are you doing what, yeah. what i'm doing or <laughs> punching what I'm doing around it. in the dark yeah. yeah yeah so so okay so you see this series as as a sort of add-on and as a as a place to go when when you're you're more primary series is, is perhaps yeah. going off off track a little bit absolutely so let's talk about your your primary series what what it what would you say is the main body of your work uh what i would see is as i say is the big campuses over the years I've, i don't do so many so many of them but they're kind of they're born out of um uh kind of anecdotes books of read or poems of read or stories i've heard and then you can construct a sort of narrative sort of painting around them 
Mm. So, so though there was a body of work that I did from sort of 2000 to 2015, and that's that's sort of died away a bit, not because I don't want to do them, but because I got caught up with the record work and mm-hmm. just trying to make, make kind of make a living in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so you start going down the route of just doing things that are, are probably more pleasing to people and don't mm-hmm. take up so much time. Yeah. But but lately, I've, I've I've always had in my mind to sort of get back mm-hmm. to to doing those. Uh, and so often those are the these are the scenes of of sort of uh, those children's. Uh, oh, what are they called? The little yeah, cozy the little cars. Co- cozy coupes. Yeah. Co- cozy coupes. I used yeah. to have one of these as a kid. Yeah. So they are no, no. very like nostalgic scenes, and it's these little kids you know like uh, toy toy yeah, yeah. it's a sort of little car that you yeah. drive around in in your garden and they look sort of discarded yes, in, yeah, in next yeah. to a large tree and in, in a big yeah. garden and you've always got very sort of it always feels very atmospheric yeah um what kind of energy or, or mood are you trying to set but when you when you paint these scenes well it's it's funny i, I don't I, I with those sort of paintings i have a sort of a vague idea and i but i a lot of it is like you hope that the that the the painting kind of reveals it, it, it. Well, it does reveal itself as it mm. goes along. But the kind of if there is a meaning in it, it 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 kind of manifests itself as you're painting it or in the way you paint it. Yeah. So um, it's interesting you say that because it, it almost feels like by chance. But when I look yeah. at them, they feel very deliberate. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're, they're deliberate things. But when 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 you just think, oh, okay, now I'm going to paint this kid's toy next to a, in some undergrowth or next to a tree next to a railway line, it's it's not the most kind of it, it's not a great it doesn't sound like a great image yeah uh, but so it's i think subtle there's subtlety yeah, so i you're, you're trying to make something poetic out of something mm. that is actually something's just been discarded and also you're, you're you're choosing a bit of landscape that actually people wouldn't probably paint or see as a kind of being a beautiful kind of landscape yeah so i think i think the the, the trick is trying to make it so you engage the viewer yeah into it and then and it's funny what you say about that. Those cozy coupes. It's amazing how many how many people as a so I you you knew them as a child. Yes, I knew them yeah. as a parent. Yeah. So so there's this a whole group of people who've got this kind right. of like it, it sort of taps it, it into a sort nostalgia. of nostalgia thing. Yeah, yeah. But but also it, but you know if you want to go down the route, I always think it's it, there's something very melancholic about it when those yeah. that when you've outgrown those toys, you, your child that's got you know mm. the, because nostalgia is a kind of melancholy when you look back on things it's mm. almost with a wistful mm. kind of nature and it's like oh that perhaps you you know you always felt you were happier then or whatever or life's got harder it was simpler yeah simpler, well, it was simpler when or, you're, yeah. <laughs> probably not when for you the were parents just driving around yeah yeah it didn't have to pay for petrol so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and and and, and uh, south london in general as a subject matter has come up you know time and time again in your work mm. um, what what does that sort of represent to you? Is just a, a reflection of your environment, or yeah, no, I th- I think if if you're a kind of figurative sort of landscape artist, you 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 sort of paint what's what's you know what's around you in a way, unless you go on some sort of grand tour. So so because you know living in Brixton since sort of eighty seven, and 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 going to Brockwell Park a lot, you you just it's it just seeps into your kind of soul, and then it just started seeping into the work. Mm. Um, Especially Brockwell Park, uh, it, it, you know. It's still even now. I'm still doing. I'm still doing a whole series of of tree tree stumps of Brockwell Park. Yeah. Um, 
which has been a long time in just you know it's one it's an idea I had about sort of four years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm only just getting around to. Well, I, I know it's an ongoing thing, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, but, but I'm quite excited. You know, it's mad to get excited about tree stumps. But no, I, I actually, <laughs> uh, in in sort of uh, the end of uh, autumn last year, yeah. I started noticing tree stumps in, in a similar way. I yeah. haven't pursued the stump yeah. itself because yeah. I didn't <clears> find a way. I didn't find a way forward with it. But yeah. um, they're very interesting. They're, oh. scu- they're sculptural. Yes. You know, because yeah. you take away all the leaves and it's, it's just, mm. it's a sculpture, yeah. you know. And it, and it, oh, yeah. And the stump can be there for hundreds of years, you know. Yeah. It can be there for, so it's weathered and it's, yeah. you know, it's a nice, it has a great formal quality against yeah. the background. No. Oh, no, they're beautiful things. And that's, and that's what I, I was just thinking today, you know, they, when you kind of isolate them a bit as well from the surround, yeah. they're, they're, they're quite, they're quite, they're quite sort of balletic. Some of them have got a kind of lovely movement to yeah. them. And like I say, they're kind of almost abstract sort of sculptural forms, but also they're they're they they're kind of they're they're sort of tortured as well, you know, because yeah. this is the, this is something stripped bare, it's something dead. Mm. But there's that there's a sort of beauty, there's a sort of beauty in it, and a sort of bravery in it. Mm. And and it was um uh and I, I there was that um I don't know if you saw that Anthony Hopkins film where he's playing someone with kind of um uh it was like Parkinson's disease or it's kind of it, kind of horrible kind of thing where you're just mm. you're losing your your memory and yeah. and towards the end of the film he he described himself as like a tree that's losing its leaves mm. and and i and i just thought that was a great kind of yeah, way of, of uh, because they yeah, are they're, yeah, because they're such human forms as well mm. i think they become more as as they're sort of truncated they 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 have a kind of uh, uh yeah so so kind of human form that is kind of quite sort of tortured and tormented Mm. as I say but quite quite beautiful I, I definitely resonate with that massively yeah. um and uh yeah it's it's something you can look at and and kind of reflect on your own life yeah reflect on your parents life and you see this yeah oh beautiful yeah no. sort of yeah and you yeah. can see the injury as well yeah. sometimes yeah. you can see oh it look it rotted in the middle or yes, it got yeah. hit by lightning or yeah. you can kind of see how it how it went yeah. um yeah they're no. really like and sort of uh sort of totems yes oh <laughs> to, yeah, to their yeah, ancestors, yeah yeah well i call them sort of sentinel you know they're almost like sentinel in the park yeah. the ones in Brockwell park like sentinels they sort of seem to be sort of guarding or yeah. war, you know they're kind of warning you or whatever yeah it's, it's weird how you, but oh but it's not that weird because you go to the national gallery and yeah. like 50 percent of the paintings have got tree stumps in them yeah that it's like that yeah. that that the, the the kind of symbolic nature of them and the mm. the um uh, just the the dramatic effect of a tree stump. It, mm-hmm. Artists have noticed that for a long time. Yeah, you know, and th- yeah. and that's why they're, they're they're always kind of there. So it's kind of nice to put them centre stage in a way. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's interesting how as we kind of uh, you know just go through life, different things become more of of interest to us, and then we end up just painting or mm. you know going down that path and exploring it, and then yeah. maybe reading into it more than other people. I feel like it's our job to to observe yeah. because we've got the time to observe or, or really focus on something more than yeah. than other people might in a different <coughs> profession so no. oh no absolutely i think that the, I, I always think the kind of art of the mundane or the, the beauty in the mundane is 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 like i say it's almost part of your our, our kind of um our, our mission is to mm. is to to sort of expose that yeah was, I, it was funny because they, they there was um i had to look it up and i'm not even sure if i'm going to say this word correctly but for the summer show this uh, the summer show they give you a a um, brief a little brief yeah and, and in the brief they use this word quoted 
quoted Dean or quote Dean, quote Dean, quote Dean. I don't, I'm, not, I'm sorry about that, but I'm yeah. probably not saying it right. But I had to look quote, it up. Quotidian? I yeah, don't know. Quote, something <laughs> like Quotidian. It was, right. like, it was something like the spiritual and the Quotidian. Okay. And I was thinking, well, I, I've got a vague idea what spiritual means. Yeah. But the Quotidian, I thought, I don't know. So I looked it up. And it's, it's, it's kind of the everyday. It's right. sort of, I, d- I don't think it said mundane, but I kind of, yeah, so yeah. I thought, ah, that, that's, that's good. Because that feels like that's almost what I am trying to, yeah. trying to do with some of, the, some of the things I do with the cozy coupes. Yeah, yeah next to a tree stump there's that there's something there's something spiritual about the tree stump and there's something so mundane and everyday about this bit of plastic next yeah yeah <laughs> and nostalgia so, yes yeah yeah so yeah. i guess yeah so you're you're kind of uh, intentionally or not you're taking these yes. these things that have, I, have grabbed your attention yeah and and you're kind of placing them together to make scenes that are sort of quite resonant yeah um, and maybe if you're viewing that scene as a whole it's kind of difficult to understand how it's affecting you but yeah. maybe when you have the time to spend to, to look into the different aspects of it you kind of yeah you've got different symbols that you can read into yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's um yeah no as i say it's uh, it, it's uh, yeah, i think it's uh, as I, say, I, was, I think i've mentioned it before I, I guess although i don't i don't really think that when i'm painting paint it but i think if it works i think you it's almost like making a poetry out of out of the making some you know I, I don't. I don't know why. Sort of poetry always feels like it's it encapsulates something, but it's kind of elusive at the same time. Mm. Uh, so, uh, uh, and and uh, it, I, I don't. And now it's just come into my head. There's uh, uh, a song where it says something about there's there's poetry in an empty coke can. There's, mm. there's poetry and you know and that's like I say I think that's where the artists are always looking yeah <laughs> so where, where's looking the narrative at, yeah, yeah, where's yeah, the narrative yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely um okay and so you do uh paintings so yeah. we've spoken a lot about your paintings but also a lot of the way you work is with screen printing yeah and i remember when i visited your studio a bunch of years ago yes. um you do quite a lot of layers on your screen prints <laughs> right what's the because so for people that don't know screen printing uh, would you explain it to the listeners oh yeah i should be able to do that but <laughs> <laughs> it's a this tough one where, where i'm gonna fail uh well basically uh, it, I, it used to be called silk screen yeah because the, the the screens are made out of silk so it's a way of forcing ink through a screen onto some paper uh and um and these days you, you kind of you do what you call a reduction or i you do a reduction print so say you print a square of you print a square of color and then you'd block on the screen, then you start to block out with various ways you can do that. You could block out areas of the screen. So that say you printed blue and then you wanted to print yellow over the top of that, you'd keep some of the areas blue on the screen mm-hmm. by blocking out and then you'd print your yellow on the top. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it's, 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 it's it, that's, that's basically it. And you're, yeah. you use a squeegee, you force yeah. the ink through with the squeegee. Um, and each screen kind of becomes like a stencil. Yeah, you're creating yeah. a stencil. Yeah. On, on this very, it's it's a very fine nylon mesh. What they yeah. they, they're using now, kind of strong. Yeah. I mean, I, I I briefly played with it in 2015, yeah. and I think I never got more than uh, a two or three color screen print. But yeah. Well, let's talk about the levels. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the most screens that you'll generally? I mean, what, what, what would you say is the most you've ever done, and then what's your kind of standard? Well, yeah, because I think the the complexity arises the more Because I use, I tend to use one screen because there's so many ways of doing this. Right. Okay. That that, uh, basically, when people think of screen printer now, uh, the way you're taught it is you you photographically sort of produce these, put the stencils onto a screen. 
So then you can have lots of different screens with lots of different photographic stencils that yeah. you then layer. You, you layer up onto the paper yeah. each time you print through one of those stencils. But I tend to use one screen. And uh, as I say, so, so some of the prints can have like 25 colours, 20, you know, sort of 20, 20 colours on them. Yeah. So, so each type, so, so I'm doing an addition of 50. Yeah, so I paint, I, you, yeah, I basically got two, you've got an empty screen and I've got, you've got, I've got two uh, liquids that I use. One, one is like an acrylic. So wherever I paint that onto the screen, that will block out the colour going through it. Mm. And then there's the other one is like a, um, it's like a gouache. Mm -hmm. So uh, wherever I paint that onto the screen, that is what is going to print. Okay. So, so you, you paint the gouache onto the screen and then you, you flood the screen with the, an, like the acrylic sort of mm -hmm. red filler and you let that dry. And then because it's acrylic, that, that holds fast onto the screen. But the gouache, you can wash that out. Yeah. So then that gives you your kind of negative to print your positive. Yeah. It's it's much easier to me to show it. In yeah, real yeah, life. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I think I think so, I don't so know. what is it about this this process that um I, I wouldn't say prefer, but what is it about that process that is appealing to you? Uh I don't know. I think I just think that from the sort of first time I sort of did screen printing sort of properly. I did do it very briefly at school. Uh but when I did it at not uh, on my degree course, uh, there was just something about the way you lay the paper down, you put the screen on top of it, you pull the ink through, you lift the screen up, and then there's this sort of perfect block of colour. Mm. And it's and there's something sort of mechanical. There's something slightly industrial about it, sort of mechanical, but it's still it's still an artistic process. Mm. And um, and I just and and I and I and I love the way that then subsequently you put on another couple of colours. And all of a sudden, that that it just changes. There's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 difficult to put it <laughs> quite into, into words. words. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I just, how, how would you say that differs from your painting practice in terms of like the kind of the, <coughs> well, the process it, it, and the well, now it doesn't. I mean, the re okay. the reason I it, it was it was weird really because the reason I I started to get back into screen printing was because I was taking so long doing these paintings. That I thought I need to do something that's a bit quicker. So I thought, right, oh, okay. I'll just do a one color, two color screen print <laughs> or something that's a bit yeah. bolder, you know, just mm -hmm. just got flat colors and 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 that worked and I and I, that 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 worked. But then gradually, as I got to know or sort of adapt this sort of process of painting onto the screen, I then was t turning what was supposed to be a simple sort of two color screen print into this mammoth sort of 30 color screen print yeah. that was replicating the paintings. Yeah. But I was doing it quite well. I was doing it quite well. well I felt yeah. I was doing it quite well. Yeah, and people yeah, yeah. were kind of quite liking them. So, so now I, I sometimes have to go, okay, don't do a 30 color screen print. Just do a two <laughs> color screen print. Keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, Cause I guess you're always, you're always um, like you said before with the gallery and, and when it comes to the sort of more commercial side of, of being an artist, you're, mm. You have to play that game between time and what you can sell it for, yeah. um, and so yeah. I guess there's there's this thing. Okay, well, if the paintings are taking me, yeah. you know, two months to do, or a month to do a painting, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure what, you know, how long it takes you to do yeah. a painting. Obviously, that's always different depending on the painting. But yeah, yeah. you know, to be able to look at one medium and go, well, 
I can do editions on this one yes, and I can yeah. I can sell lots of them and no. and they're not as fast to do but now they're taking you quite well, that, a lot yes, of time. Yeah. No, <laughs> There's no, always a battle isn't it? Yeah, but, it, it is. So yeah. now within the prints I've got various price ranges. But right, no but yeah. that's and it is true what you said. I mean that was that was another thing that was was and, and that's why really printing became mm. you know artists turned to sort of printing to yeah. etching as a way of, of, of making their work sort of commercially available yeah. and, and keeping the price down. And mm -hmm. so that, so the, you know, ordinary people might be able to afford to buy, have, have original art. Yeah. So, so there, that was another really important, re as much as, as I say, it was, it was a nice way to just do, do something. You could finish a work of art in, in a day or two days rather than, six weeks or whatever yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So you have something to show for it <laughs> yeah which is always always helpful yeah. um so what does a day in the studio look like for you then what time are you in a, a morning person are you evening person uh, yeah no I, I definitely like to get there as early as i can uh, in the winter that's always a bit more of a struggle yeah but uh but uh no i, t I, t I and, and i've always treated I, i've always I've, I've always been of the kind of thing i mean I've, I've i've always kind of worked hard or you know i've just had a kind of quite a good sort of work ethic and i've never quite understood that thing of oh i just i don't really feel like painting today i'm gonna I, when the when the mood takes me then i'll mm. paint and i'm just saying well if i if i wait for that i might be waiting a, lo a long time i mm -hmm. think you've just got i just think i uh, sort of treat i treat it like a job in a way i thought um I'm just going to treat, I'm going to get the studio and, and, and then even if I don't feel like doing something, I'll try and do something mm -hmm. because that's when you have to go through a load of rubbish to get to the good stuff. Yeah. You don't just always come out with the good stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I always think, oh, okay. So you just take it for granted that you'll, you'll plod on for a day and then, and then hopefully by the end of the day you go, oh, okay, that's yeah. all rubbish. But now I, I can see where to go now. You yeah. Know? You're sort of forging a path through some sort of forest or whatever. Yeah, it's so, interesting. There's those days during the week, isn't there, where you're you, you have a day where you cracked it, you know, and yeah. you, you stand back and you might have been working on it for a week or so, and you go, you know what, that looks pretty good. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. And then there's the other days where you're like, oh my oh, god, I it, need to get out of here. I'm freaking out. Oh, oh no, absolutely. <laughs> but the worst thing is that sometimes what happens. I always find that yeah, you you reach that point, we think. Actually, that's okay, and then and then you go home all sort of quiet, and then you come in the next day and you think, "What were you thinking?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've you sort of delude yourself. Well. You sort of deluded yourself in saying, "Yeah, I've, I've, I've cracked it." And you think, "No, you haven't." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, right, back to square <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, that, well, that's I, the, I guess there's that. Um, you know, because we spend so much time looking at the same surface. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes it can become hard to see it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just becomes this challenge of, of you know, taking time away to look at it, keeping yeah. the belief in it enough to, to keep working yes, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I guess, like you said, cracking on on the days when, uh, when, when it's just a day when you need to just get in and paint, you need yes. to get in and do it. Yeah. And then you get those beautiful days or, or sometimes you get, you know five paintings in a row and yeah. you go, you know what, I'm a genius. Yeah. But it's always <laughs> the second you have that thought is you know that the the other side's coming around the yeah. corner. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, you never... Yeah. I, I, it's, it's funny because I think I was... You were talking to David about your your, your, the, your best piece of art or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't quite... But I always think... Well, I like to think, and there again, it's a sort of a delusional thing. Because the, the ideas I have in my head of a painter, if I've got a vision, it's always, they're always 
obviously they're brilliant they're they're fantastic mm. but the reality that comes out onto the canvas is is always like that's not quite what I was aiming for. <laughs> yeah. The next painting is going to be really brilliant. Yeah. So I, I always think the best painting, or you've got to sort of believe the best painting is still yet coming. To come. It's still, yeah, it's going yeah, to, yeah, even yeah. if you live to 90, it's like, no, the best painting is still coming. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what keeps you sort of going. If you somehow yeah. thought, I've, I've achieved perfection here or whatever, it's like the only way is down. Yeah. Because you can't maintain perfect, you know. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, so I, I, I have this it's thing. Still like, it's still yeah. coming. It's, it's, the it's last there. painting you ever do will be yeah, the best yeah. painting you ever do. <laughs> it will just be unfinished. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, all right, cool. So I ask everyone a similar question uh, on every episode of the podcast. Mm. And that question is, who is your favourite uh, contemporary living artist? So, well, living and contemporary, just living artist who's your favorite uh, okay uh, that could be famous or not famous okay well it, it's it's I, I, it, sometimes i have to just think about what i've just sort of read about mm -hmm. and and there's 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 an artist called alice neal okay. i think she's just got a show about to start at one of the big sort of galleries in 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 in, in london yeah but and i don't know too much about it. i've just seen i, I saw i saw a review and and, and I've got I've, I've got a book with some of her work in it, and they're fantastic. But she's a bit like a sort of she's got the kind of they're they're portraits, but they've got the intensity of sort of Paul Arago mm. figures. But there's something else going on in there as well. They're uh, you know, I, it's horrible. You know, I don't want to sort of cross pollinate or to to you know say oh she's a cross between Paul Arago and Lucian Freud or something. Yeah. Um. A, but she is Alice Neal. But they're they're yeah. lovely. Yeah. I've just I've, I I'm so I'm looking forward. I say I think she's got a show starting in a couple of weeks. So okay. I'm looking forward to sort of getting acquainted with her work. In person. Um, right? it, it, yeah. So, what um, what gallery do you know? Is that I don't I it. I th it might. I don't know if it's uh, the one. Is if it's something like the Barbican or right. it's at something like the Victoria Miro Gallery. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I, I've been, Google yeah. will be yeah. our friends in this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. I'll find yeah. that yeah. one out and put it in yeah, the show look, notes. Look it's um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I've got I've got loads of other. I mean, it's it's like choosing your favourite song. You you shouldn't mm. really have. Yeah, you can't just have one. Can no, you, really? of course but, not. Yeah. So, uh, but, but in terms she's of captured your attention at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of, fr of friends, uh, I, uh, there's a friend of mine, uh, Tony Beaver. I don't know if you okay. know Tony Beaver. No, He's not a fantastic that. artist. Okay. He's, uh, lives in Hernhill. Yeah. Um, and what does uh, Tony do? Sorry. What does he do? What does he make? Uh, well, he's famous for um, uh, painting potatoes. Okay, uh, but he that's, there you go. That is the beauty in the mundane, yeah. right there. Oh yeah, no, yeah. They, that, they're fantastic, fantastic. You should well, you should still check life, him out. Yeah. yeah, but also he paints. He he's another. He's 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 very keen on on painting sort of British. Well, not always British icons of the film industry. So like Kenneth Williams, mm -hmm. Tommy Cooper. Mm -hmm. He's done he's done some fantastic sort of portraits of of, of these guys. But mm. they just but they take it to another. Yeah. It, it, there's. Uh, I'm not going to try and I can imagine that the celebrities get people through the door and then he keeps them with the potatoes. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, but it's amazing how the, the potatoes are yeah. so alluring. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. yeah, they're kind of like Renaissance portraits. Amazing. But, but, you know, they're, okay, they're, oh, they're, I've, got, they're, I've got to check this guy. Tony Beaver, yeah? Tony All right, Beaver, I'll, yeah. I'll be checking um, him out. Hearn Hill artist, so he's not yeah. far. He's, he's yeah. local. Um, all right, brilliant. Um, so uh, if people want to find you on Instagram, um, mm. what is your handle? It is Martin Grover double underscore. 
double underscore and, at the end. And double that, yeah. Now, this just goes to show how stupid. When people start used to say to me if their address is double underscore, I'd be typing in blah, 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 and then I'd type in double underscore. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so this is, so uh, I'm, I'm just assuming. to clarify, guys, this is not written double underscore, it's just two underscores. Yeah. Um, okay, fantastic. And um, we're going to have you in the M2 exhibition this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm excited about so that. So that's yeah. coming up in May. Um, yeah, we're all very excited to see uh, what you come up with. Yeah. Do, do you know yet which series you'll be leaning well, into? Or I, is that I, up to... Uh, it, it was strange because as soon as you said uh, M2, so I meet squared, I was saying, well, all, all the record paintings I do are a meter squared. Yeah. But I, because, as I say, they're... they're you know, sort of ten a penny. I, I, I think I want to put, do do one of my sort of more illustrative sort of narrative pieces. Okay. So, 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 I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I very much look forward. I'm to committing that, myself to that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and anything else coming up between now and then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the affordable art fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the affordable art fair, and then I've got uh the uh well no, just after because yours is May, it's May, May to yeah. June. Yeah. So during, when yours is on, I've got the uh, Dulwich Open House. Dulwich Open House as well. And okay. do you do that uh through your I, studio? I'm doing it that... this this time. I'm doing it at the studios in East <laughs> yeah. Place in West Norwood. Um and uh, what else? Yeah, and then I'm just finishing a couple of prints to enter to the for the summer show. So I'm. Fingers crossed that one of those yeah, might get fingers in. Fingers crossed. Uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, I've got. Oh, with urban art. Oh, yeah, that's. But that's because uh, you mentioned David yeah, mentioned yeah. urban art. That's where you meant. Yeah, yeah. So, so the so urban art fair in Brixton. Yeah, yeah. Which is no, on I Jones love that. Oh, that's, that's yeah, a great. It's a, it's that's a, a great, great institution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. Well, I'll put all the, the links to these things in the show notes for everyone. And yeah, yeah thank you very much for coming by and chatting with oh, me. No, thanks, Tom. That was, uh, that was really great. All right, <laughs> cheers, mate. All right, cheers. All right, bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I uh, had a fantastic time chatting with Martin. He's a real stand-up guy and uh, just a very easy person to chat to, so he made it a real pleasure for me. Um, a little bit of promotion. Uh, at the end of this month, on the 30th of March, I'm launching my next solo show, which is titled In the Midst of It All. It is an exploration of our local woodlands. Um, I've been going around many of South London's uh, remnants of the Great North Wood, um, a wood that was actually um, very prominent up until the 1800s. Um, and I have been going and uh, taking inspiration from these woodland walks and stripping them back. I'm trying to do something a little bit more abstract. Um, so I would love for you to come and join me at the launch of my solo, which is at my Crystal Palace Gallery on Thursday, the 30th of March from 6 until 9 p.m. Get yourself onto tomcockstudio.com, click the banner at the top, and go through to the RSVP link. Make sure to RSVP because it will be guest list only. I can't wait to see you there and to show you what I've been working on. And also, I can't wait to bring you the next episode of this podcast. So stay tuned. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, give me a rating. Um, obviously, if it's uh, less than five stars, don't give me a rating. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying making this podcast and uh, I'm so pleased that you guys are listening. Um, and I look forward to, uh, to yeah, finding out more about the different artists across London, across the UK and across the world. So stay tuned and big love.